You are now listening to the Socks and Sandals podcast. Every time an independent, a truly independent source goes into the Portland Place Bureau, we find chaos. Just one of the people like just told to my managers who like had fired me, they were like, yeah, did you see Tevin's video was on Complex? And he was like, man, dog, they sick, man. Yada, yada. And I was just like, I was laughing because it was just like, you know, bro, like, you know, God, God always got a plan. In that moment, I thought, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to sit here in the middle of this aisle in Target and talk to her and break down what is going on and why she believes that these white Barbie dolls are more valuable or should come home with us over these brown and black Barbie dolls. The Egyptian creation story is a very sexual one. Mm -hmm. And it talks of the god creating himself through a sexual act with himself. So it's a masturbatory big bang like. like I never even hire coaches when I establish a program. I always hire mentors first. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because a mentor gets the big picture. Coach might just get basketball. I want somebody that under X's and I want somebody that's about whole life. I'm not the only podcaster out there. You're not the only marketer out there. Like there's a lot of people doing the same things. But the things that's going to separate you and I from the rest of the people is that we become our best selves and we just don't quit. So what is the gospel? What is the pure, unadulterated yes, gospel? Yes, yes, and that is what I live by, because the moment this changes is the moment I'm leaving Christianity. Okay. The pure, unadulterated gospel, and I can say it in one sentence, but I'll elaborate. For sure. Is love God and do whatever the fuck you want. culture, history, and religion. We unapologetically discuss our worldviews. It's your guy, Emmanuel. I'm back in the building here in the stew at K-Boo. And I want to say happy holidays to everyone. At this point in time, it's the end of 2019. This is my last episode for this year. I want to go out with a bang, bang. You know what I'm talking about? Bang, bang, Niner gang. I'm going to go out like my Niners on top. You know what I'm talking about? NFC West champs as of last night. But I as as I digress, let me get into the topic at hand. I'm going to get straight into it, man. 2020, man. Happy New Year to, to everybody. Happy New Year. Not New Year's. Let's say it right. Happy New Year. 2020 is going to be an amazing year. It's going to be amazing for myself. It's going to be amazing for you. If you've been listening to this podcast, you've been on this journey with me. You know, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of ups and downs. It's been a coming of age for myself and I hope I hope it's been a coming of age for you. I hope the reason that you come back to this podcast and you continue to listen is because you're learning every time you hear me talk to somebody else or if it's just me spitting off the top of my dome. I hope you are learning every time you listen to this podcast. Something is happening inside of you. Right? Something is happening in your life. It happens on the inside and it, it begins to manifest, right? So your life is changing. For the better, for the positive, you are taking constructive steps to do whatever you whatever you set out to do, whatever your goals are. I hope that you are achieving them. If you're not. I promise you 
you keep listening to this podcast in 2020, you're going to achieve at least three of your goals. If you got five goals, you're going to achieve three of them. You keep listening to this podcast. I promise you. All right. Now, I've been I've been teasing this. I've been talking about this for quite some time, but I'm definitely going in a different direction. Socks and Sandals is here to stay. I will be starting a new podcast. Um, if not first quarter, for sure, second quarter, 2020. No doubt about it. Let me tell you about this direction that I'm going in. Right. So the direction is is consistent with Socks and Sandals. However, uh, it's black first. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so um, and I, I've been unapologetic about that on Socks and Sandals. But um, the, the direction that I'm going in is more specifically in a lane that is about helping people destroy doubt and embrace their identity through increased self-awareness. I want to help ambitious black men achieve their goals, take ownership of their destiny. Um, and I want us to be liberated. I want us to have an ownership mentality. I'm going to push that entrepreneurship uh, bag. I'm going to touch touch on enlightenment and elevated consciousness, high vibrations. Knowledge is power. Power is the ec economic, political, and food production capital to control your destiny. These are things that we need to embrace. These are my core values, and I feel like they should be our core values. I want to focus on justice and correctness. Justice is balance between people. Correctness is balance and proper treatment of nature and animals. Um, and I'm going to push love, of course, man. Love is the greatest ethic. Love is the greatest frequency, empathy, all these things, man. Like, so this, this is the direction that the new podcast is going to go in. Now, Socks and Sandals will still exist because um, I'm still going to have these conversations about uh, race and religion and um, just more society and cultural things. But, man, the new podcast don't have a name yet, but it's, it's going to be more towards empowering, you know, um, and, and equipping our men. Not to say that my, my sisters are going to be excluded because everything that you hear from this podcast, you should you should expect your mate. If you if you're looking for a mate. If you are looking for a mate. Someone to settle down with. You are a black woman. You're looking for a solid black man. Your black man should have these characteristics. He should hold these things near and dear to his heart. If he's not on this type of time, you're wasting your time. And you should know that. And so when you come to this podcast, you're going to know the real from the fake. You're going to know who's really ambitious or who's really not about that business. You see what I'm saying? And so that's that's what we're going to be on moving forward. And so um, and if you're if you're a black woman, single single black woman raising a son. You listen to this podcast to know what type of men he need to listen to, what type of men he need to tap into. Outside of, you know, his immediate family. And extended family. Of course, I'm going to have my son back on here. We're going to be chopping it up and I'm going to be giving him game and he's going to be giving me game because that's how it works. Honestly, man, he's 10 years old, but he gives me game all the time. That's my little man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what's that's what's coming down the pike in 2020, man. So we're going to get a glimpse of that in socks and sandals. I've been I've been giving you a little, you know, a little here, a little there. The hue knows is, is a part of that direction. Um, that that black brilliance, that black ingenuity, um, just that knowledge that we haven't been tapping into. 
especially in the past decade, past 20 years, we haven't been tapping into that black knowledge like we like we should have been. You know, we've been heavy on MLK. We've been heavy on Rosa Parks, Harriet Tubman, the usuals, George Washington Carver, the usuals. All respect due to the ancestors. But we're going to touch on the folks that wasn't safe, the folks that was that was thinking forward, the folks that really gave us the game and gave us the answers to these problems that we're still facing. But they got eliminated. They got wiped out. They either got imprisoned or they got murdered. Right. And so we're going to be listening to those people, man, because they had some very valuable jewels that they was dropping on us 20, 30, 50, 60, 70 years ago. Even going back to Marcus Garvey. Now, the main focus is going to be black Americans, black American history. But we also going to touch on after we establish that, you know, it's going to be foundational black Americans first. After we establish that, then we going to talk about more the diaspora. But we're going to start with our foundation. I'm, I'm a black American man. Born in Portland, Oregon. Both my parents is from Ohio. Uh, my mom's side is from Mississippi. My dad's side, his, his grandfather's from North Carolina. We trace our roots all the way back to uh, um, pre like early 1600s. Our great, 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 great ancestor, Rebecca, came over here, uh, married a man in in, uh, in North Carolina. And, and we've been here rocking ever since, you know. So, yeah, man, this is this is this is where we going. So um, before let, let me do this, because I'm a, it's basically going to be like a. A two-part type deal so i want to i want to give you all just a glimpse into um my a little a little deeper glimpse into my philosophy of what i'm going to be talking about um and also just do basically a year in review man just just talk about how how good this year has been to us uh everybody that's been tapping into socks and sandals man i, I appreciate y'all because this this is this is this is a collective you know, I don't I don't do this strictly for myself I man. I do this for y'all. Everybody that been, that's been tapping in um, hit me on on IG, uh, Twitter. Everybody has been texting me, calling me. And it's just like, man, I sometimes I, I to be honest, like with socks and sandals, I've been if you've been listening consistently, there's been a little bit of frustration and a little bit feeling like I've been stuck. Like, I don't know exactly which direction I want to go in. But what keeps me going is y'all, man. Like and, and I appreciate every single one of y'all reaching out. Uh, interacting showing love sharing the show on soundcloud i see those retweets i see those comments and those hearts and all that man i appreciate every every bit of that for real so um we're gonna we're gonna touch on that but man let's let's get into the philosophy man and and uh just what y'all is gonna be what you should expect to hear from me in 2020 so i, I told y'all about a few things man liberation ownership entrepreneurship enlightenment um, just knowledge and power, justice, correctness, love, all that good stuff, man. Let's let's dig into liberation. You know what I mean? What is what is liberation? Liberation is the act of setting someone free from imprisonment, slavery or oppression. The way I see it, black people in America, black Americans, um, specifically, we are the most imprisoned people in the criminal justice, so-called criminal justice system right but beyond that the oppression that we that we go through having to be in this system of white supremacy the the oppression that we go through uh the laws the lack of enforcement of laws the unjust treatment all of that man in every area of activity economics education labor law politics, religion, sex, 
war, education. I forgot education, all of that. Everywhere where we're not treated the way that we should be treated, all that oppression that we go through, we have to liberate ourselves mentally from that. Because this, this whole game is, is mental. Um, this, whole, this whole game is mental, right? And so even white supremacy, is just, it's a thought pattern. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's literally a thought pattern of non-facts that have been reinforced so many times that, that they become facts in the minds of those that ascribe to it. You see what I'm saying? And so our great ancestor Malcolm, Malcolm X, he said, nobody can give you freedom. Nobody can give you equality or justice or anything. If you're a man, you take it. So with this, with this liberation, with this freedom, with this everything that we're going through, man, that's why that's why I get so passionate about people that that allow themselves to be victimized when they know they can when when fighting back is an option. You can fight back. And yeah, if you and if you're willing to fight back, you do have to surrender the outcome, but you're going to have to surrender the outcome no matter what you do. If you want to be if you want to allow yourself to be oppressed, to be discriminated against, then you're going to have to surrender that that outcome. You got to live with that with that feeling in the pit of your stomach, knowing that you should have did something, you should have said something, but you didn't because you were scared. And now you got to live with those feelings and those emotions and that chemical concoction as stirring in your body of what emotions bring emotions are chemicals in your body and th- and those emotions don't leave you. you you know that that feeling that you got in your stomach when you didn't do what you wanted to do is still there and that's and because you're not liberated in your mind to know that you know what i'm going i ain't gonna let no nigga run you know what i mean i'm not gonna let no like the it, i forgot which episode it was exactly i think actually it might have been exactly episode 98 i know it was with oba and cheyenne and we got to talking me and oba got to talking about the man that was uh in portland he was he was in town like for a concert he was at the double tree i believe and he went viral for the the security guard didn't let him get get in his room or whatever and he's sitting there on the couch and he talking about he got his he got his key card but he didn't want to show the security guard he didn't want to show him his the key to his room and he didn't want to show him his ID because the dude was asking him if, if he stayed there. So he was the, the security guard was being discriminatory to the to the young man. He's like 20 something. And he was he was trying to check him and dude was on the phone and then he just started recording. It's like, man, y'all, y'all see this, man? You just this ain't right, man. Now, once again, we already had that discussion. The man could have been going after a check. That's cool. You know, more power to you. But. That's not the way I, I that's not the way I would do it and I don't think that's the way our young men should be acting trying to get a check trying to trying to get a, an oppression check It's 2020, bro. <laughs> it's a new Come on, man, it's a new day. It's a new year. It's a new decade. We can't be out here waiting for oppression checks. Yeah, we need reparations, but we can't be out here waiting. If you're a man, you take it. You take what what, what somebody owe you. Nigga owe me money. I ain't gonna let him just sit around and not, you know what I mean? For instance, this ain't got. This ain't even a black white thing. This is just basic principles, and 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 me personally, I'm I'm aggressive about my the principles that I that I live by that I ascribe to. So 
I was in something as silly as a fantasy football league. I'm in two leagues uh, that I've been in for a couple years, right? So both leagues, I made it to the championship. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or nothing, you know what I mean? But I am nice when it comes to this fantasy football. I, I know my stuff, right? So I'm, I'm in both championships. I lose one. Um, the one that I lost to, I, and, and both of the championships I was in, I was playing the commissioners, the people who actually set up the leagues and set up all the rules and all that, and who, and the people who control the money, right? And so um, so the first commissioner I lost to, he paid me that Monday night. The, the last game was on Monday night, um, and then he paid me that night, paid out my, my winnings for being in second place. My, the other commissioner I had to deal with, I beat him, and uh, and it's funny because uh, the the last two the last game was on Monday night, but there were no players that were going to impact the final score um, that much, you know, on Monday night. And I I was winning by like forty points going into it, and I ended up winning by thirty points. Right, so um, he was texting. We was texting back and forth Sunday night. Boom, back and forth. He's like, man, that's crazy, bro. What's some Jameis Winston? He screwed me, bro. He only you know he threw four interceptions. Like, yeah, I feel you, bro. And he, you know, he fa- he made a few moves, or I was like, bro, why ain't you, why ain't you start, old boy? You know what I mean? Why you boo? And he was just like, I don't know, man. I was just kind of turned over. So he was, we was going back and forth, man, having a cool little text message conversation, right? Monday night come, it's over. I get paid from my other commissioner. I'm waiting for my, for the guy that, that I just beat. I want that first place money. You know what I mean? I text him, uh, I text him Tuesday. I I don't even sweat him Monday night. I text. Text him Tuesday. Hey, bro, what's good? You know what I mean? Merry Christmas, but uh, what's up? I, I need my winnings. Because in, in my mind, I'm like, yo, I don't want to play around with no, you know, some money that's been sitting around since August. And it's Christmas Eve, and it's like, yo, you don't, I mean, all love to your kids and all that, but don't spend my money on your kids. My nigga, I need my money. You know what I mean? Like, just on on principle, like bro, the season is over. Just pay pay me my winnings. You know, I know you you didn't like losing, but pay me my money. All right. So Christmas Eve, I don't get no text back. I don't press them. Boom. It is what it is. Christmas Day, of course I'm not gonna press them on Christmas Day. I ain't worried about that. But uh, the day after Christmas, I'm like, all right, I still ain't got no money. Like it's you know it's been it's been three days. Like you have the money. Everyone sent you sent you the money before we had the draft in September. So you had that money in in August. So I'm like, bro, what's good, man? You still ain't sent me your money. What's up? I ain't, I ain't getting no text back, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, and once once I put some aggressive language in the text, because at the end of the day, it's the principle, bro. Like, if you owe somebody money, especially me, pay me my money, bro. <laughs> no matter what house, big or small it is, pay me my money. I'm not I'm not playing no game. Like, we're we not, we not going to do that, you know? And so I'm like, bro, just what you, what you did? You spend the money? You ain't got it. So long story short, we went back and forth. Uh, he called me, like, well, this is what he we we went back and forth via text. He's making up all these excuses, saying, "Well, I ain't even check my text. I ain't see it." Blah blah blah. Like, why you why you so pressed? Why you so anxious? I'm like, bro, my other commissioner paid out. Like, bro, you, it's all it is is a text message. Like, you sending me all these texts, but all you got to do is go on Cash App and text me the money. Like, what do you? Why are you not texting me the money? And then, and then he was just like, bro, well, I was with my family, and, you know, you got to understand, I don't really check my phone like that. I was like, bro, we was going back and forth the day before, and then uh, the next day, I, I can't get a text back from you. Like, nah, bro, like, why are you, why are you acting like this? See, the way that you acting, I ain't going to be a commissioner no more, blah, blah, blah. I was like, bro, just 
stop making all these excuses. Like, just give me the money. Like, what do you? It's all electronic. I was like, bro, you making this out to be like some laborious activity? Like, you have the money. You have the money in a cash app, bro. Send the money. <laughs> I didn't win the whole pot. Only won half the pot. Just send me the money, bro. And so, um, after all these various texts, and then he was texting me that day. He was like, well, I can. I'm gonna send it to you either today or tomorrow. I'm like, nigga, just send. And so he said, I'm gonna send it today or tomorrow. And then like. 15, 20 minutes later, he sent me the money. I'm just like, bro, don't, don't, don't do that. You know what I mean? But, and and that's not a, it's not a victory. It's not a whatever, but it's just like, bro, as a man that has a family, you owe me some bread. You're going to come up off that bread and don't, and don't act like you can't do it. Don't act like you, you, you ain't got it. Like we, we not going to do that. So I'm not going to take that from friends, <laughs> acquaintances. If we already made an, an agreement, you know what I mean? Like, Whatever you say you're going to do, do it. And that goes for people at your job, people in your church. Nigga, don't take nothing from nobody. Like in 2020, we're not taking, nah, we're not taking no shorts, bro. We we as black men in America, we've been downtrodden too long. We cannot be passive in 2020. This is this is not the time. Uh, let, let them put that toxic masculinity title on you if they want to. That's fine. That's a fear tactic. But we as black men, bro, we got to we got to go back to we got to go back to the 60s and the 70s, man. Like like real talk, like as far as our mindset, we got to have an ownership mentality, man. We got to do for self. We got to stop allowing people to run over us and make us feel like we're dangerous and we're this and we're that. Nah, nah, nah. We're we not going to capitulate to other people's fears. You know what I mean? We're going to walk in who we are. All right. So liberation is the first key, man, for black people, black people in America. White supremacy has communicated to you, whether directly or indirectly, that your life holds little to no value. Your testimony in court versus mine, the white supremacist, is no contest. You are eligible for mistreatment. You do as I say, not as I do. You are a child regardless of your age. White is the standard and you need to compare yourself to whiteness. They're telling us to get over slavery. They're telling us that we're lazy, that we're stupid. Your value to us lies in the level of material resources, entertainment value and and glory you can bring us. Like that's what white supremacy has told black folks in America. For 400 plus years. Look, man, liberation is necessary. Because if we don't rid our subconscious of the lies that have been placed upon us for decades and centuries, we will consistently be confused, conflicted, and confounded. And I can promise you that because we're still in that state right now. We still walking around confused. Man, why, why, why Amber Geiger? Uh, only get five years, and and why did Centoya Brown almost go to jail for life? Man, why did the celebrities only get like some probation? But then why that black mom get like twenty years for trying to get her son in a private school? Man, like I don't I don't get it, bro. Like how is it that uh uh Alton Sterling he wasn't doing nothing, he got held down. Man, I don't, bro, this is, this ain't right. Man, why the, uh, Philando Castile, he, 
He had his license. He had everything. And the cop ain't nothing happened to the cop. Man, look, nigga, stop. Stop it. If you don't know what it is by now, like, bruh, come on now. All right. And I, and I say this in love. And I want to be clear. Liberation is key. Mental liberation. Your mind, your subconscious. We got to start there. You got to start in the mind. And this ain't about hate. And, and you can't hate. You cannot hate nobody. You got to, first of all, you got to stop hating yourself. You see what I'm saying? You got to stop hating on other people, other other black folks that are that are successful, that are making money. Or just so-called doing better than you. You got to stop comparing yourself to other people. You only in a competition with yourself. That's it. But you got to stop hating. We have to stop hating on each other. People who hate and we got to stop hating every we can't even hate white people, to be honest. You you can't hate them. You can't do that. You don't even have the time or energy. You don't have the energy, the resources, the mental faculties to hate anybody. You understand what I'm saying? Because hate is that's that's an emotion. And those chemicals. That come together, they start in your brain and they go throughout your bloodstream and they make you feel a certain way. You hate somebody or hating on somebody, you feel that. It's like a it's a nasty endorphin rush. <laughs> I mean, it feels good, but it, it it's like it feels familiar. And so that familiarity for you it makes you feel comfortable. But we gotta get rid of that. You understand what I'm saying? People who hate others may eventually begin to hate themselves. People who hate other people may become like the people they hate. So we got to stop that. White is not the standard. Our blackness is not predicated on someone else's whiteness. We got to stop that. Just because the white supremacists get down a certain way, we are not to move and operate the way that they're operating. You understand what I'm saying? They know that their days are numbered, and that's why they're moving the way that they're moving. They're not reproducing. They're already global minorities. They've always been global minorities. That's why the that's why they move the way that they move. They have to they have to get you psychologically because they can't outnumber you. They can't just come with more people and more. You know, you understand what I'm saying? So it's all mental. But look, we can't move like that. Black men, black women, we cannot move like that. We cannot move the way that they move. We cannot hate anyone. Do not hate yourself. Please love yourself, man. You have to love yourself. And don't hate anyone. Do not. I want us to deal, I'm, I'm going to deal a lot with reality. Because a lot of times we, we kind of 
Well, basically, we live in a world that we made up from what we see and what we know. What you see is is all there is. That's kind of how the brain works. Like all you see is, is all there is. So we live in a world that we made up from what we see and what we know. But also, we live in a world that we didn't make and we do not see and we do not know. There's a lot of things that we have not saw, that we have not witnessed in this world. There are far more things that we don't know than we do know. So I want us to slow down. I want us all to slow down on coming to conclusions. It is a human natural human trait to jump to conclusions based upon small sample sizes because your brain is always in a process of trying to add cohesion to everything that it sees your brain is always trying to make sense of everything that it encounters and and that's it it should that's that's protective of who we are because if if our brain if our subconscious brain couldn't make sense of everything that we encountered we would be going crazy trying to find out what what is what and how things work. But look, we do need to slow down sometimes and know that this is a huge world. This is a huge planet. There's a lot more that we don't know and a lot of things that we have not seen. So let us be slower to come to conclusions about what reality is, what we are capable of and what we're not capable of. Now, reality is is highly personal. Right. But we have to we have to take everything as many things into account. Now, we don't want to be paralysis by analysis and overanalyze, but let's just slow down when we're judging our future and our destiny and what we can and cannot do. All right. Another line that I'm going to push very tough. 2020 and beyond is authenticity. You're going to hear me say that word a lot. Being authentic is key. Self-awareness is key. Authenticity is someone that has the courage to live by their convictions, right? Like when you trust your gut and act on it, you reduce regret. One of my, one of my missions I say this is to destroy doubt. I, I just like that term. Shout out to my guy, Tevin Tavares. Um, I kind of hate to say it, kind of not hate to say it, but I'm kind of hesitant to say. Shout out to Antonio Brown um, because Tevin DeVars made the Destroy Doubt video based upon Antonio Brown when he was uh, going around the country doing camps for for teenagers. You know what I mean? And, and like underprivileged um, youth in in certain areas that were known to be high high poverty areas in Miami and Chicago. Um, so that destroyed doubt, just the notion of that is is amazing. But I was chopping up with my guy, Nee. Shout out to Nisa Bomahim, uh, Sports Motivation Podcast. Check him out. Please, please check him out. Um, if you haven't already done so, it will change your life. It will bless you immensely. Um, but I was like, yeah, bro, like I'm trying to destroy doubt and raise self-awareness. He's like, bro, you can't you can't destroy doubt. Like doubt, you, I mean, you literally can't do that. <laughs> He's like, bro, it sounds nice, but you, I mean, that's not possible. Um uh, but I was like, all right, well, shoot, let's reduce regret. How about that? And you reduce regret by having the courage to live by your convictions and trusting your gut and acting on it. Right. A lot of times we have these gut feelings that we just don't act on and that becomes our new normal. We just are so 
used to ignoring ourselves. And we literally grow up to be as adults and we are caricatures of our true selves because we've suppressed our gut feelings so much, sometimes out of protection. Um, we had to protect ourselves from other people, from family members, from toxic friends that we didn't really know what a friend was and how a friend was supposed to act. But we thought that was our friend. So we suppressed who we were. We tried to be like them. We try to capitulate to them to make them like us, to make them love us. And we didn't act on our gut, so we have not been authentic. And that lack of authenticity doesn't, it never positively nets you anything because you live with that regret. And whether you're conscious of it or not, or the level of consciousness that you have with that regret on your deathbed or in your final days, you're going to feel it. And I've heard of people that have interacted with others that have expressed that regret at the end of their lives. And everybody has it to some extent. You could live a great life. But there's there's just those few things that you regret. I remember uh, Dr. Joy DeGruy in her book, she was talking about, I believe it was, was it her father or her grandfather. He was on his deathbed. And he told her a story about, um, and this is po post-traumatic slave syndrome, that book. Um, and he was telling her a story of how something happened and white woman called him nigger or a white man called him nigger or something like that. And told him to run home before he gets beat up or gets lynched or something like that. Just, just talk down to him. You know what I mean? Just dehumanized him. Undressed him. Verbally. And he never did anything about it. And that was when he was like a teenager, early 20s. Now he's laying on his deathbed in his 80s, 90s. And he regrets. He has sorrow because he didn't trust his gut and act on it. Now... He may not have lived, but let's but let's not think let's not think about the negative, not the glass half empty, half full. Just imagine how much stronger, how much how prouder he would have been of himself and how many other things, how many other times he would have believed in himself and done things that that were there in his gut that he know that he knows that he should have did. But he but he he started that hesitating and not listening to himself back then and and maybe he he had doubt or maybe he had regret because of that moment because he knows that that moment cascaded into other things that he didn't do because he didn't listen to his gut you know what i mean and so he had he had that regret at the end of his life on his deathbed man so authenticity is key and also when you're authentic to your true self you reduce procrastination. You know, like when you just when you know that you're supposed to do what you you know what I mean, like, yo, I, I know I know I need to read. I know I need to start reading books, bro. Like, I know I need to read at least 20 minutes a day. Because I'm on my phone for a solid 45 to 65 minutes a day. I can read for 20 minutes a day. That's not like I, I know I need to start doing this, man. I know this will benefit me. 
way more than watching Real Housewives of Atlanta. I know this will benefit me way more than watching um, the Blazers get beat by 25 points. And I know I know that. You understand what I'm saying? So when you're authentic, when you just do what you know you're supposed to do, you reduce procrastination. When you reduce procrastination, you reduce stress. Because a lot of stress comes from being overwhelmed with tasks. Right? Like we have so many things that we know we should be doing, but we don't do it. And then we get stressed out. And you get that paralysis of analysis and you just don't even act. And then just knowing that you didn't do anything, you didn't accomplish nothing that you really wanted to do, that causes stress. And stress leads to self-doubt. Now you don't believe in yourself because you're so overwhelmed. And you're like, yo, how can I do all these things? Because everything is piled up because I procrastinated. So now I'm procrast- I procrastinated and now I'm stressed. And now because I'm stressed, I'm doubting myself. So stress leads to self-doubt. It leads to psychological and interpersonal relationship problems with family members and others. Sickness, disease, and all that leads to premature death. Black don't crack, but we still die. We still have a lower lifespan than our European counterparts. Or our Hispanic counterparts. Some people will say, oh, that's because of our diet. Everybody eating bad, to be honest. Everybody's eating bad. Black don't crack. We look better. We age better, but we die faster. We die faster because we've been oppressed. That oppression leads to doubting yourself and and not believing in yourself and not having the highest self-esteem that dealt that low that low self-esteem that feeling of hitting that glass ceiling you be stressed that stress that stress that leads to stress stress leads to lowering your immune system because of all the adrenaline in in your body that that lowers your shuts off your immune system And, of course, when your immune system is shut off, then that means you're prone to sickness and disease. And prolonged sickness and disease will lead to premature death. Right? So those are just a few of the things, man, that I'm going to be touching on um, when I I start really getting into my bag of this new podcast. And I'll be doing that for the duration of Socks and Sandals. Until I make that transition. So I hope y'all is digging what I'm putting out. Actually, I, I know you are. If if you're listening, if you still listen at this point, I know you digging it, man. I'm I'm not even gonna doubt it. Like I know you are. You should. Like all of this, all of this has been inside of you. Like you you think about this all the time. This is stuff that you think about and you dwell on all the time. You you've been wanting to level up for a long time right now. That's why you're listening to this, man. I mean, some of y'all is listening because of me. You know, you like my personality. Whatever. I, I, hey, I feel you. I mean, 
Why wouldn't you? No, I'm, I'm just, I'm just playing. But uh, but you, but y'all know what it is, man. This is all about the. I, I do this for the content. I do this for the people, man. I want to put out good content for my people so that we elevate and we win together, man. We gotta collaborate. We gotta win together. We gotta do this. We gotta stop hating. We gotta start loving and start supporting, man. It's black first, but it's no hate for nobody. It's all love. This frequency is just all love, man. I empathize with everybody, man. I, I've been up. You know what I mean? I was just talking to uh I was talking to my guy E, Emmanuel Pierce, or y'all know him as Emmanuel Solomon. And shout out to him, man. Uh Emmanuel Solomon coaching and training. Um, he specializes in cultural emotional intelligence. That's something that you never heard of because he created it. He took emotional intelligence and he he freaked it and put the cultural piece on it. And and he's literally the pioneer of cultural emotional intelligence. So shout out to him. If you're looking for a coach on that, um, he's a great person to tap into. Um, that would be a great investment in your life. I promise you. I promise you, man. So, but I was talking to E, and I was like, bro, it's it's crazy. Um, at the end of the day, you and I, we're we're wealthy, right? Like we're not where we want to be uh, monetarily. Um, at this very present moment because our goals are so high but bro we not millionaires yet but we already wealthy <laughs> you see what i'm saying like and i was, I was like bro it's, it's crazy because i was like bro i've been up um and and right now monetarily um not spirit wise not mentally mentally i'm at a, i'm at a place that i've never been at but monetarily <laughs> i'm at uh, one of my lowest points, you know, um, just because the, you know, with, with me walking away from my sales position um, and living that that sales life, commission life, I'm at, I'm at my lowest point. Um, actually, not presently, but like over the past couple of years, like I, I've never been this low. I haven't been this low since. Um, uh, well, actually, no, I would say at my present point, I am. At my, at my lowest monetarily because I have more responsibilities and my expenses are higher than what it was when I first got out of college, right? So when I first got out of college um, and I started working at Nationwide Insurance, I think the first year I made 38, the second year I made 44, and it was just like higher and higher and higher. Um, and to be honest, like when I was the last five years at, at National General, on average, I made eighty five thousand a year. I was I've been comfortable. I've been making <laughs> I've been making fifty sixty plus going back. That goes back what twenty eleven ish, um twenty eleven, and then all the way through twenty eighteen. I'm making you know I've been making eighty five plus from after I left Nationwide. Took a little break at uh Comcast was fifty plus, but that was like terrible work but at national general man i've been i've been making on average 85 for five straight years the last year uh, my last full year at, at nat gen i made eighty-eight thousand. so monetarily i was comfortable right somewhat but i mean i was oh no i was i was comfortable monetarily bought a house bought cars we got situated we got everything pretty much that we needed 
um, to start our family. You know, my, my daughter was born. I was like, all right, we got to get out this apartment. We got to get a house. And we made that happen. Um, but even before that, even that the journey to buying a house, you know, I had to, you know, we, my baby girl, first of all, my son, his finger got slammed in a metal door on accident. Um, and his, and his finger almost was partially severed, almost came all the way off. Um, but thank, thank God, you know, it's still there. The doctor sold it back on and he's been fine ever since. But we, you know, that was, that was a good chunk of a bill right there, hospital bill. And then my daughter, you know, when she was born after, after she was three weeks old, we had to take her back to the hospital and she was in the, in the hospital for two months in the NICU for two months had to have a surgery and she had a staph infection, had a MRSA staph infection. Um, dang near took up her whole left side of her, her chest, um, up to her shoulder. And, 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 but, but, you know, obviously she, she survived. She's healthy. She's happy. All of that, man. But that was a good chunk of a hospital bill. And we paid all that cash, man. We paid all them thousands of dollars, man. We paid it off. We were able, we were luckily in a position, not luckily, we were fortunately in a, in a position to pay all that off. Cause, and that, cause, but that slowed us down. Like that was part of our down payment for it. We had been saving for literally four years. And that the hospital wiped out half of that four years, like <laughs> in a few months, like literally a three month span, bro, that wiped out half of our savings. Um, of four years that we were saving for a down payment on the house. We were stacking tax returns and saving other money. And, uh, and yeah, man, so, like, that was a hit. But we still took that hit in, in the wintertime of 2014, but still leveled up and, and did what we needed to do. And we bought that house, man, and that, that was a big accomplishment for me, man, as being 30 years old. And, and you know, me and my wife, man, she she contributed greatly. You know, she worked hard worked hard at Nike, man, and she she leveled up, went from temporary, seasonal temporary to being a, a coach, basically, you know, running various departments on, on the store, at the store on MLK, and uh, man, and so we did what we needed to do. We took little loans from our 401k. We took some whatever tax money we could stack up from that from our next year, uh, other money that, you know, that we had in savings, and we, and we bought our house, man, and, and but so we we had been in a comfortable position, bro. We were financially just straight. We were straight. Like we didn't worry for nothing. But internally, man, I wasn't being authentic. I wasn't being myself. I didn't even have a chance to to be who I was, express myself, um, or just even I wasn't even thinking to do it. I was like, man, why do I feel so empty inside? Why do I feel so low when I'm doing so well, supposedly? You know, y'all making eighty five a year. In that last year, I was like, y'all, I just made eighty eight thousand. I'm miserable, bro. You know what I mean? And so, it's all been a journey of me tapping into my authentic self, man. And what I have right now, it, bro, you cannot. There's no monetary value, bro. Because where I'm at right now, I'm just wealth is just gonna come my way. That's just that's a fact. Just I'm I'm vibrating at, at that level. Like that's that's just the frequency that I'm at right now. You, you understand what I'm saying? And so it's just like, but but literally right now, but I I'm always gonna think greater than my circumstances. Like 
no, no doubt about it. So basically, so look, I walked away from ADAK. The way that I sustain myself now is literally rideshare. It's not glamorous, you know. <laughs> it's Uber and Lyft, right? And my uh, and the podcasting course, um, and just other little contract work that I can get, whether it's like doing a uh, hosting a workshop, um, hosting a nonprofit dinner, whatever I can do, uh, doing speeches, the stuff that I did with the county, where I did the live show there. Like, I'm I'm hustling. But basically, I'm making half of what I made. You know, I'm making uh, all full disclosure. I'm probably making. It's hard because I got to add it up from so many different sources. But um, let's say I'm, I'm making like forty-two to forty-five thousand a year, right? So, um, so I'm making half of what I used to make. My last year, I made eighty-eight, and um, the. The year before that, I want to say I was at around 55 or 60, but that's because I had four months at my other job before I walked away. And this year, I'm probably going to be at 42 to 45 when it's all said and done. Uh, um, oh, and, and also the, the contract with SCI, uh, teaching a podcast course, that was actually, that was really good. <laughs> like that was, I was like, yo, I needed that. That was clutch. So I'm, I'm hustling to make things happen, but like, that's just the beginning, like, but I, but that's it's the funny thing. Like that is that's my rock bottom right now, and I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm still here, still standing, still strong, you know. And I'm only gonna get stronger, and I'm only gonna get better, and so are you, man. So are you. We all are on this journey together. And at this point, man, I'm all about creating a circle of success, man. It's not about a, it. Ain't no individual goal, like. My wealth is the wealth of my people and everybody that I'm around. So you guys are listening to me. You guys are around me. You understand what I'm saying? So if you around me, you're going to be wealthy. Right. And that's and that's the that's it. Like there's no there's no other option. But it starts internally. It's not about the money first. We see we, we put the money first and then we think we're going to do the self-care and do all that works later after we get the money. No, 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 no. The money's going to come. You're going to have to deal with the hardship. You gonna, But you, you're going to have to get it the long way, though. You understand what I'm saying? So, actually, I ain't going to do no year, year in review. The year was great. <laughs> 2019 was great. You understand what I'm saying? 2019 was awesome. Um, But 2020 and beyond, oh, my God, this decade, bro. Are y'all ready? Y'all ready for this decade, man? Like, it's, oh my goodness, it's going to be so crazy. It's going to be so amazing, man. We, we ain't thinking about no, no politics. We ain't thinking about what these celebrities is doing. This is the time to be constructively selfish. This is the time to look within yourself. And become exactly who you know you're supposed to be. We're not talking ourselves out of our destiny. We are not going to be our worst enemy, black people. We're going to love who we are. And we're no longer going to hang on to friendships or relationships 
that are not constructive, that are not reciprocal. It's not going to happen. We literally don't have the time or the energy. You don't have the energy to work on yourself and worry about somebody who's not doing you right. Worry about somebody who's not texting you back, not calling you back. Worrying about somebody who's constantly passive aggressive and you can never get a good read on them. And you're like, yo, I'm trying to I'm trying to make things clear. Like, yo, what's going on? We don't have the time. For that. The only time that we have for is to be authentic, to be direct in our communication with others, with our expectations of others. That's what we have. That's that's the time that we have. We have to be so protective of our time and our energy. All right. But we got to be greater than our circumstances. Got to think greater than your than your circumstances. No matter where you are, whatever your circumstance, man, it's temp it's so temporary, bro. And you can elevate at any time. You can change your brain, man. Like this, our brains are, man, life is such a gift. And our brain is such an amazing machine. <laughs> an amazing living organism, man. But as of right now, as, as we operate in this world, as, as we've been taught and socialized, and just and what we've taught ourselves, we've been using our brain as a record of the past. But I'm going to talk about how we change that, man. Change your brain from being a record of the past to a map of the future. We're going we gonna to get into meditation, man. We're going we gonna to get into all of this stuff. I cannot wait. I cannot wait, bro. I cannot wait. So with that being said, happy new year, man. Hit me on Instagram, bro. Tell me, tell me something. Tell me that you heard me, man. Tell me, tell me why you appreciate this. Cause I know you do. I know you do. And trust me, I, but I need you. I'm telling you 2020, like y'all, y'all sustained me, but I need y'all. We need each other. Like this, the, you got to understand, man, this is, a, this is a special group that you're a part of. Like people that listen to this podcast, like you are not average. You are exceptional. Like you really like you really want to invest in yourself. Like, do you understand how rare that is that people want to invest in themselves week after week after week? Do you know that the default for the majority of our population is just entertain me. Just give me some something to make me laugh. Something to help me escape. Like y'all are listening to this. And sometimes you're feeling like you're the only one. Like, why does it feel like I'm the only one that's trying to better myself? Why is everybody around me? Forget everybody in your immediate physical circle. We are a global group. All right. I see it on SoundCloud. I mean, it's people from all over the country, all over the world. We are we, we are our own tribe. So I want y'all to tap in. I'm going to make a little post about this on Instagram at Socks and Sandals Podcast. I want y'all to tap in and in the comments, 
Um, tell me where you from and why you listen and your main takeaway from this episode this last episode of 2019 and i want all right no that's 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 too many that's too many uh too many instructions just tell me tell us let's all come together and talk about what we expect in 2020 period it may sound cliche it may seem corny but let's put it down when you write stuff down when you just take it out your mind and you put it down whether you type it or you write it that's powerful it's more powerful than we know. All right. So comment on it. Let me know. Let us know. What you expect to happen in 2020 for yourself. All right. I can't wait. I cannot wait. Once again, y'all, it's the Socks and Sandals podcast where society, culture, history, and religion collide, and we unapologetically discuss our worldviews. Holla at y'all next week. Grace and peace.